This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. What the Daily Lunch does is make magazines accessible. And right now, it is the turn of Inside Soap magazine. I've got the latest copy hot off the press in my hand. And we're going to start by having a look at what is happening in Emmerdale. This is an article entitled Charity Blackmails Ross. Desperate Ross dons a disguise of sorts to rob a jewellery shop this week after Wicked Charity demands £5,000 to keep his big secret under wraps. Wiley Charity has both Ross and his mum Emma dancing to her tune. She knows that Emma helped young Noah when he ran away from Moira recently and most explosively has also learned that it was Ross who shot Robert. Realising that the Bartons can help her to make some quick cash, blackmailing Charity sets about tightening the screws, which in turn leads to Ross's reckless jewel heist. Charity has long been unhinged, Emma has seen unhinged Emma, as a useful pawn in her quest to inveigle her way back into Emmerdale life following her release from prison. She knows how Emma used Noah as part of her own manipulation of Moira and is quite prepared to deploy this information against her. Detecting the tension between his mum and Charity, Ross demands to know what's going on and is horrified when Emma tells all. But as Ross heads off in order to confront Charity about the whole sorry business, he is left speechless after she reveals that he knows he shot Robert. Charity would have no qualms at all about shopping Ross if he doesn't do exactly what she tells him to. And he knows that, explains Inside Soap's Dale's Insider. Ross has managed to evade the police so far and has no intention of going down for what he did. He lost ex-girlfriend Debbie when she found out the truth, but he's determined not to lose his freedom. Charity demands £5,000 from Ross and fast, unless the money is in her hands by 5pm that very day she is ready to inform Hotton Constabulary about everything that she knows, which would see bad boy Ross sent away to prison for a very long time. This brutally short deadline leads Ross to take a desperate gamble. Adopting surely one of the most hopeless disguises in criminal history, he powders his hair grey, puts on some glasses, pops his baby son Moses in his pram, and heads to a posh jewellery shop in town. It seems that Ross hopes Moses's irresistible cuteness will be just the distraction he needs to help him make off with enough swag to satisfy charity. It's not just Ross in that shop, it's his baby boy too, shares Inside Soap's a spy. Talk about starting your criminal career early. It's very wrong of Ross, but you almost have to admire his nerve at pulling such an outrageous stunt as this. Charity turns up at the jewellers just as Ross and Moses are leaving and quickly works out what Ross is up to. But instead of being horrified that he'd bring their baby into it, Charity soon becomes part of the scam herself. And while it's clear that they could be the world's worst parents, Charity and Ross make a formidable team when it comes to swindling the innocent and unwary. Of course, one person who's seen it all before is Charity's former partner in crime, Kane. Charity is keen to buy into the wool pack, and when Kane sees her handing over a stack of cash to Doug, he's certain something dodgy is going on. Later, when he sees reports of the jewellery store robbery, Kane puts two and two together. In many ways, Ross has slipped straight into Kane's old role, stealing and scamming with Charity, says in 
Inside Soap's snitch. Ross and Charity even have a child together, just as Kane and Charity have Debbie. So their bond goes deep, and now they've got away with one theft. It's surely only the start of ongoing criminal partnerships. They're the Dales' answer to Bonnie and Clyde. So that was an article from Inside Soap magazine all about what's happening on Emmerdale on Tuesday night. I should have given a bit of a um, spoiler warning ahead of that, but it was an intriguing article to me. It sums up exactly what Soapland is all about. Double-crossing, conniving, you just don't know what is going to happen next. So let's get another article from Inside Soap magazine, shall we? And this one is all about Coronation Street, and it's entitled, Has Eva Gone Too Far? Her mission to rescue Marta puts her in danger. And this is all about Friday's episode. Eva and Billy turn vigilante this week as they break into the Odiscal household to free enslaved Marta. But as fists fly, there could be serious consequences for their reckless actions. Certain that Richie and Julia are lying about Marta's whereabouts and what they've done to her, the duo are on a mission to track her down. Their attempts so far have caused a bit of a rift between Eva and her fella Aiden, but it's actually Aiden who confirms something is seriously wrong after he drops in on the O'Driscolls for a business meeting. In his heart of hearts, Aiden has known Eva is right about the O'Driscolls for ages, say Inside Soap. So when a spy, so when he spies a door in Richie's house that's bolted from the outside, it's pretty much confirmation that they are keeping Marta captive. He's making good money from Richie, but Aiden knows he's got to do what's right. When she hears Aiden's tale, Eva springs into action. Going straight to Billy, she explains that time is of the essence and they have to get Marta out of there. While Aiden agrees that they should act, he's determined to get Underworld's invoice paid before he does. Fearing that Richie could bring their business to its knees, Aiden pleads for more time, but Eva and Billy are having none of it. Instead, they drive over to the house and wait for Richie and Julia to head out, and after the pair break in, their daring is rewarded. When they find terrified Marta begging her to come with them, Eva and Billy promise they can help her return to Poland. But will Marta agree? The girl is traumatized, scared beyond belief, sighs inside Soap's Snoop. All she knows is that the O'Driscolls have her passport, and that's the only way she'll get home. So despite the fact that she knows Eva and Billy are good people who want to help, Marta is frightened to leave. Things are about are about to get much worse, however, back at the factory, panicked Aiden realizes the O'Driscolls will be returning home earlier than expected. After desperately trying to ring Eva, he rushes to the house to find Billy and Eva in a furious showdown with the O'Driscolls. When the situation spirals out of control and things turn violent as Richie is thrown to the floor, will there be an awful repercussion for everyone concerned? Hmm, to find out, you'll have to watch Coronation Street next Friday night. That is hot off the press, an inside scoop from Inside Soap magazine. Now... That was from Coronation Street, and we save the best for last here on The Daily Lunch, and it is time to talk all about EastEnders and Phil Mitchell. Who else? I don't even watch EastEnders, but for me, he just typifies everything about soap operas. 
but is he ready to get sober? Let's find out. Phil takes his first step towards recovery this week as he breaks down in his cousin's arms and asks for help. After weeks of Ronnie trying to help him, she is astonished when her drunken relative does a U-turn and admits he doesn't really want to die. Bolstered, Ronnie dares to believe there could be some hope for Phil. Ronnie has been single-handedly fighting to save Phil's life, and she's getting no credit for it, says Inside Soap. So she's delighted when he asks her for help. She's willing to do whatever it takes to give him the chance to get sober and then get on the transplant list. It will take a lot of effort, but Ronnie believes Phil can do it. Phil's confession comes after Ronnie arrives home and finds him smashing up her kitchen. Finally losing her cool, she delivers a barrage of insults to Phil until he silences her by admitting he wants to get better. Of course, that's easier said than done, especially as there are things haunting Phil that Ronnie knows nothing about. If Ronnie knew that Peggy was dying, she may begin to understand the terrible pain that Phil is trying to drown out, shares Inside Soap's spy. This is what's been driving him back to the booze time and time again. He desperately loves his mum, and knowing that she's dying is devastating. That, coupled with everything that Gavin put him through while he held him captive, has left Phil a shell of a man. Later, however, Ronnie can't believe what she's hearing as poorly Phil pretends to have no knowledge of either their conversation or his confession. As Ronnie seethes in frustration, will she give up on her cousin? Well, you'll have to watch EastEnders on Monday night to find out. But there is a little addendum to that story, and it's called Who Wants Ronnie's Dead? While she's been distracted by Phil and his problems, Ronnie has failed to notice that someone is holding a massive grudge against her, as a funeral wreath with a message that reads, R.I.P. Ronnie Mitchell, is put on her doorstep. Given her history and the fact that both gangster Carl White and kind-hearted Fatboy are dead thanks to her, it's no surprise that the killer Mitchell has a long list of sworn enemies. This chilling gesture is designed to remind Ronnie that she's not safe and that plenty of people want to see her six feet under, not least those who loved the men she killed. Then there's her ex Charlie Cotton, whom she drove out of Walford, and their son Matthew's life because she was bored with him. We saw someone watching Ronnie from the shadows just recently, but she didn't spot them. And with her current focus on her family, the wreath sits in front of Ronnie's house unseen. So, who has it in for her? And will their hate campaign turn into something even more sinister? Well, that is a wee hint there from Inside Soap magazine about what's in store on East Enders. Loads of great gossip in there, all about Soapland. This is the Daily Lunch on RNIB's Insight Radio. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.